Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ballgame, the wicked quick sports betting podcast. I'm Jimmy Brown, your host, and I'm ready to take on a Tuesday with a full slate of stuff to talk about in the world of sports. If you're new to the show, welcome. I appreciate it. This podcast is quick and right to the point. Uh, We know your time is important, so we try to go as quick as possible. And the podcast is really powered by the Chasers. The Chasers are fans of the show who either interact with me via email or on social media with great information, whether it's sports or sports betting or picks or just your opinion. We share it all right here on the show in a nice, tidy format. Chasing Ball Game Podcast brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. If you're going to be betting on sports, you should be betting at MyBookie.ag. Full show today, people. Let's get right to the breakdown, and we are starting in college football today. Are you looking at college football yet? You should be. I have some odds that have just opened up that you need to pay attention to, and I know we're a long way from playing a game, but it's still time to talk about college football. And then we're going to hit up baseball I'm going to talk about the upcoming baseball season. This segment today will be for the newbies as I look into how to bet on baseball with a quick tutorial on how to get you ready for the year ahead. Then we're going over to College Hoops, back with some solid March Madness information that will you will need to know before the brackets are announced. And of course, I'll give you a pick against the spread for tonight in the college basketball schedule. And then the NBA is up next, and it's time to head over to betting the buckets where I'm going to break down the latest teams that are considering trades what that means to you if you're betting on the games after the break. I'm going to add a calendar crunch as I scour the schedule for some tough spots as we get ready for the upcoming second season. And finally, I'm going to wrap up the podcast with the NFL and talk about the NFL offseason, and I will let you know where I believe one of the biggest names on the markets will play next season and how you can profit from it. Chasing ball game, blazing quick with more than one pick, so let's get started. And we're starting with college football. Look, I know college football it is broken down into certain segments. We got recruiting, we got the spring games, and then of course we got the season and stuff leading up to the season. So you, if you are a fan of a college football team, you want to share your information. Uh, there are plenty of teams to cover this year. It's impossible for this podcast to cover them all, and that's where you come in as a chaser. So if you're a fan, hit me up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or on Facebook at Chasing Ball Game and share some info on your team. I'll make sure I'll put it right here. I don't care if it's Western Michigan or it's Alabama. I got you covered because before you know it. Spring games will be here, and the odds will already be popping up. Speaking of odds, the odds are already out, and I'm introducing a new segment I call Handicapping the Heisman. I'm going to talk about the Heisman odds, and I like talking about these odds early because the earlier you look at these odds, in my opinion, the better. And right now, when I look at the board, the favorite right now is USC quarterback Sam Darnold. Uh, Opened at about 9-1 to at the end of January. Now he's a 4-1 to favorite to win it all. 
Look, you can't blame it, right? First of all, he's a quarterback. They get a lot of hype for this award anyway. He finished last year. He ranked ninth nationally in passing. He hit 67% of his passes, threw for over 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns. Plus, he played awesome in the Rose Bowl. Again, 453 yards, five touchdowns, one pick, and a big overtime win. So there's plenty of reason to like him. But the reason I love betting the Heisman is because it gives you a lot of value at different times during the season. For example, the next two favorites behind Sam is Lamar Jackson, quarterback out of Louisville. Of course, uh, there's no doubt about it. He won it last year, so of course he's going to be there. And then 2016 finalist Baker Mayfield, the quarterback out of Oklahoma, is getting a lot of love too. But there is plenty of big names that you know on this list. And, uh, I mean, it's everywhere from uh, Jalen Hurts to JT Barrett to Nick Chubb. I mean, we have plenty of people up and down this board. But what I really love is that a lot of the players that win the Heisman are in the race for the Heisman sometimes aren't even on the board this early. Or sometimes you can get some great odds early. Look, if Georgia has a good season, Nick Chubb's obviously going to be a part of that. He's 25-1 to right now. And I'm not saying he's the guy to take. I'm just saying that changes. I mean, even that drops 16-1 to from the opener. Sometimes they go the opposite. JT Barrett opened up a six to one. Now he's twelve to one. A lot of fluctuation between now and then, and that gives the handicapper a chance to not only hedge his pet but change it up or, or look for some value in betting. And that's why I think you always have to be reading the board. You always have to bet smart when it comes to college football. And that doesn't mean when the season starts. Sometimes if you wait till the season starts, you're already too late. All right, let's move on to Major League Baseball. I'm going to say this every show until the first pitch on opening day. Betting on Major League Baseball is a must, in my opinion. Many people don't do it. I've heard plenty of reasons. You don't have time. It's the summer. You're on vacation. You're going to Disney. I get it. But one of the most, uh, I don't want to say most important reasons, but I'll just say one of the most common excuses I hear for not betting on baseball is because it's confusing. And look, I get it. It could be confusing, especially if you've never done it. Let me help. At one point everywhere who has ever bet on sports, anyone who's ever bet on sports has been a newbie, so now it's okay if you're a newbie. So although I have plenty of people who've bet on sports before and bet on baseball before, allow me a minute or two for the newbies, and let's talk about betting on baseball. Look, the most popular bet by far is the money line. It's simple, and the reason why people like it is because all you have to do is pick the winner of the game. Now, the problem with that is if you like big favorites, like let's say the Cubs, if they're playing the Padres, maybe they're minus 300. So minus 300 simply means you'd have to lay 300 to win 100. That's pretty hefty. And that's why a lot of smart bettors who like to bet on baseball like to take underdogs. And I'm not talking about the big 220 underdogs. I'm talking about the smaller to mid-tier underdogs because that's how they make their money. So the money line is simple. It's minus the money based on a $100 bet. And that's why it's important to bet at a sportsbook that has a dime line. Now, what is a dime line? Well, it's betting with a 10 cent straddle or a 10 cent spread. This basically means if you have a dime line and your favorite is, let's say, minus 120, which money line means you have to lay 120 to win 100, the underdog is plus 110, which means if you lay 100, you win 110. To me, if you don't have a dime line while betting on baseball, you're making a big mistake. Okay, that's the money line and the dime line in a quick. Uh, nutshell. And look, there's other popular methods to bet on baseball, like the total. Total is simply 
you're going to bet on the total run scored in the game goes either over or under the posted number. To me, that's one of my favorite ways to bet, and you're going to hear a lot of those total bets over the summer, but that's another way people will bet on baseball. But that's not it. There's the five-inning line, run lines, alternate run lines, and more. There's futures, of course. All of this stuff is going to be covered right here as the season gets closer because we want you to get geared up to bet on baseball. So whether you're a newbie or a veteran who wants you on a board, and look, if you know baseball, Definitely hit me up because I want to get you featured right here on the show, especially if you're a knowledgeable baseball better because we are getting ready for the summer, and, and I can't wait. I love baseball, and I love betting on baseball. Speaking of betting, if you are going to be betting on baseball or any sport, please take a minute and check out mybookie.ag. They're a sponsor of the show, show, and they like to help us out. And because of that, not only do I bet there, but I like to he- help out my chasers who bet there. If you sign up at mybookie.ag right now and you use the promo code CHASER, you will get an exclusive 100% bonus, and that will instantly add about $3,000, depending on how much you deposit, to your account to bet on sports. So I don't care if it's football, basketball, baseball. Check out mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHASER. Now, speaking of betting, let's get to college basketball. To me, this is the time of year where we've got to focus, and it's time for all the madness that comes with March. We have a new segment. It's called Betting on the Bubble. Basically, we pick a bubble team. We break down why they could have some value in upcoming games or maybe for the rest of the season. We had our first bubble team. It was actually our second bubble team yesterday, so if you missed that, definitely check into that podcast. But today's bubble team is the Providence Friars. Friars have now won two nice back-to-back games against the ranked Butler Bulldogs and Xavier. And look, Xavier's banged up. I get it, but it's still a big win. They have to win because they have to make up for some very ugly losses during the season. They lost to DePaul, they lost to St. John's, and they lost to Boston College, which is not good on your resume. Look, if the tournament were to start right now, Providence will be out. If you're into reading the bracketology and the previews for the brackets like I am, you're not going to see them in there. In fact, they're probably not even the next four, if you will. They're out farther than that. That is why there is a big game on Wednesday night against Creighton. That is a must-win for Providence. There's going to be some value there as a handicapper. Not only does that make Providence look attractive uh, in this game, but it could also make them a money line play. I'm still waiting for the line to come out on that. Whether I have a pick on this game or not, I'm going to talk about them tomorrow on the show, so make sure you tune in for that. On the flip side now, if Providence can't win that game, then the bubble in Providence would surely burst, and to me, this could be a chance to go against the team who could limp into the end of the regular season with their heads hanging a bit low. So plenty to talk about, but now let's get to the pick. Look, yesterday I had a big loser on Virginia. They were minus 9.5. They lost outright. I take credit for my losses as well as I boast about my wins, and I'll boast about those. But look, the Cavs are struggling. They've lost four straight now, and they over those four losses, just 41% of their two-point shots, 24% of their threes. Their offense is in shambles. Uh, Lender Prantes, he's mired in a personal four-game slump, 16-58 of 58 from the floor. If this team doesn't get right quick, they're going to be in big trouble and could be a fade come tournament time um, because they are just not clicking on all cylinders, and their confidence is killing right now. They are at an all-time low, and speaking of getting killed i'm hearing it from you guys on twitter by the way hit me up at chasing ball game from this loss many of you noting this is the second time i took a big big favorite who lost outright look i love the trash talk hit me up this is what it's all about i don't mind um and because of that i want to implement what i call the chasers challenge you think you have what it takes to make picks in college basketball send me your picks on twitter hit me up if you send me your picks on twitter and they win i will not only brag about you right here on the show but I will keep talking about you every day that you win and talk about just how great you are. 
So if you keep winning, I got your back. But when you're when you're losing, then you're done. It's a great way to get you guys involved and hop on the show. So show your stuff and hit me up. Now, my pick for tonight, the Indiana Hoosiers. I locked them in at plus two. Look around for a line. You can get them at plus one and a half. Look, I know they're playing poorly. I know they have lost four straight in six of the last seven games. And I know they've lost to some bad teams. But they're in the outside of the bubble right now, so they're another bubble team. They've also had huge early wins against North Carolina and Kansas. Both at that time were ranked in the top three. Uh, I, I know it was a long time ago, and sometimes committee members forget this, but if they can go on a run to end the season, they can still get in, in my opinion. They still put up good numbers, especially on offense. They rank 39th in the country in points per game, and they rank 28th in adjusted offense at 1.166 points per possession. They can rebound the ball very well, and they have incredible guard. And James Blackman, who is recently back from an injury, should be ready to go. Iowa, I know they're at home, but look, they've lost three in a row. They're not playing well either, and they rank 290th in points allowed, about 77 points per, which means they have some serious defensive problems, which is going to be good for an Indiana team looking to get back on the winning track. Hawkeyes, by the way, 4-13-1 against spread, and the last 18 games is a favorite. I'll take a shot at the Hoosiers for Tuesday night as my pick uh, in college basketball. Now let's bounce over to betting the buckets, the NBA segment of the show. Let's talk about trades. I know DeMarcus' cousin trade went down. I told you there was going to be some fallout from that. Barnes is gone. Uh, you'll see they're probably going to part with Collison too. Uh, there's going to be a lot of shakeup. Kings are going right to rebuilding mode. But let's talk about the rumors. This is the fun part of the trade deadline. The Jimmy Butler to the Celtics trade still has some legs, although it's doubtful the Celtics will trade their pick with the Nets. Right now, the the latest I've read on the board is they want to swap the 2017 pick, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and at least one other non-Nets first-round pick. That's a lot for Butler. So I, truth be told, I don't think that deal is going to go through. But the, re- the rumors are the Celtics passed on Cousin because they thought they could get that deal done. They're also still interested in the 76ers, Jaleel Okafor, who the Sixers almost traded to everyone up until this point to include the Pelicans and the Blazers. Derrick Rose of the Knicks, latest name on the wire. The Knicks are looking to trade him, and I've heard up to three teams involved to include the T-Wolves, who are trying to shop Ricky Rubio. They want Chris Dunn, the rookie, to be the starter, so they want Rubio out of town. The Nuggets, they're shopping Wilson Chandler. The Rockets are listening. That seems like that's a deal that could get done. Um, look, speaking of going back to Cousins, they would have traded with the Lakers. Lakers didn't want to get rid of Brandon Ingram. The Pistons could have got him, but they didn't want to get rid of Andre Drummond. So uh, what are the Pistons going to do now? They're trying to get rid of Reggie Jackson. The latest deal says the Pistons and Magics are working on a deal. Reggie Jackson will go to Orlando for DJ Augustine and Jeff Green. Again, nothing is done there. The Pacers are not looking to get rid of Paul George. A lot of teams, include the Celtics, were looking to get Paul George. But they will, the Pacers that is, get rid of a top pick for a player to compliment George. They're trying to hold on to Paul George, and so they want to show that they want to put some talent around him. So they're shopping their number one pick. Woo! All right. All that stuff. What does it mean to the person who's betting on basketball? What does it mean to the Hoops handicapper? Absolutely nothing. But it's fun, right? It's the NBA trade deadline. It's fun to talk about this. That's why you're going to hear about it for the next few days until that deadline approaches. But from a Hoops handicapper... Sit back and enjoy it. Just take it all in. When you really, when it really will concern you is there two times, right before that player gets traded, which you probably won't know about, 
and after the player gets traded. So allow for some team transition. If you saw the Boogie Conference, um, Boogie Cousins Conference, excuse me, uh, when he left Sacramento, he was sad. You could tell he was devastated. It was, it was tough on him. So it's going to be a tr- tough transition. He is not going to New Orleans and going to right away have chemistry with AD and score a bazillion points. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but you kind of have to feel that out. That's why I think the Serge Ibaka trade right now is the one that will look best earliest because he's had some time to get out there and be with the team for a little bit. Another thing to look out for is who they sit. Jaleel Okafor was almost traded to a bunch of teams, so because of that, he sat out plenty of games leading up to those trades or those potential trades. When a player is about to be traded, he's not going to play in that game. So you might want to wait on some lines. You might want to wait on some adjustments because those trades won't be made. Uh, or those players won't play until those trades are made, especially if it gets close leading up to game time or just before game time. Now, Let's look on a basketball that will be played on the on the court in the calendar crunch. Calendar crunch is where we look at the calendar and find some vulnerable spots for teams or some good spots. Uh, yesterday I told you a few teams that will instantly be pushed into a five-game and seven-night stretch. But what I really want you guys to do is be patient. Treat the start of the second half like the start of the season. Teams are optimistic, although they may not be um, in the playoffs right now. Teams are well-rested. Uh, they usually are less injured than any other uh, teams at this time. Uh, outside of your nets of the world, they still have a shot at the playoffs, so they're going to be playing some good basketball. Um, and so instead of necessarily looking at crunch, I'm going to just change it up a little bit and look at some teams that have instantly have to become road warriors out the gate. The Hornets are one of them. They're going to play the first six games on the road. Really tough for a team that almost seemed like they were giving up on the season already heading into the break. So they need to start off well, which could be tough on a six-game road trip, which includes a West Coast trip that ends in Denver, which is always a tough place to play. Golden State Warriors. They start with two home games, but then they're going out on a five-game East Coast road trip. So that could be tough. I mentioned the Utah Jazz will start a five-game and seven-day stretch, but that's going to start after they play three road games. So not only are they going to play a couple games on the road, but then they're going to hit that stretch. Could be a tough second-half start for the Jazz, who, oh, by the way, are shopping people too. And then we have good crunches. The Orlando Magic will play four home games to start the season. Those games will come over 11-day span. So four home games, 11 days, no back-to-backs. A good start, a good crunch, if you will, for the Orlando Magic. Always keep an eye on the calendar so you don't get crunched because that's what betting on basketball is all about. But now let's move on to the NFL. Look, of course I'm going to end with the NFL in a new segment I like to call the free agent forecast. Basically, I look at teams that are out there, whether it be trading. I say free agent, but they're not all going to be free agents. Uh, Julius Thomas was just traded the other day from Miami to Jacksonville, or Jacksonville to Miami, excuse me. Um, There's offensive linemen who are already saying they're going to be free agents, so they're going to test the market. There's a lot out there, but when I talk about free agents, I'm going to start with the biggest available name, and that's Dallas Cowboy quarterback Tony Romo. Look, I get it. He's not necessarily a free agent, but he's not going to play in Dallas next year. At least that's what I'm thinking. According to Peter King, you know him, MMQB, Romo is likely going to play and has already turned down at least one very good off-the-field job offer this season. That's not likely. He still wants to play football. He still knows he'll get that off-the-field job offer when he's done. Um, To me, that's the perfect reason why I believe he's not going to play in Dallas because he wants to play. He has a great relationship with the Cowboys. He has a great relationship with Jerry Jones. They're working with each other already. Tony Romo said he will massage, quote-unquote, massage his contract to play somewhere else or to make sure he can facilitate a trade. So they're working with one another. 
So I think the last thing that uh, the Cowboys want to do is have Tony Romo as a backup quarterback because he definitely wants to play, and he definitely wants to play with a winner. So where is he, where's he going? Well, the favorites, Denver Broncos, right? Actually, let me pull up the odds board so I can be exact with this. Denver Broncos, I'm looking at plus 250 to play there, so about 2.5 to 1 that he'll show up in Denver. Makes sense, right? They play defense. They've already shown they can win with a veteran quarterback when they had – Peyton Manning, John Elway likes veteran quarterbacks. He knows he has good young talent, but this would be a good way to groom uh, that young talent if Tony Romo could play him. To me, the problem, uh, they have offensive line issues, can't protect the quarterback, can't run the ball. It's going to be tough for a guy that always gets hurt. Houston Texans, another popular spot. In fact, the way they're talking about it uh, on, on media all over the place, it would seem like the Texans are the leading spot for Tony Romo. Yet the odds are at plus 600, which means he's 6-1 to one to play there. So why the odds so steep? Well, a couple reasons. One, the contract they gave to Brock Osweiler is probably going to be a big issue for them. But Romo said he would change his, his money around to play somewhere, so that could help. But to me, I, I don't think Dallas Cowboys want Houston to have Romo, right? Because then they're going to be stealing headlines. That's not what Jerry Jones does. That's not what the Cowboys do. But if they release him, they won't have a choice in that matter. So that could be interesting because they not only have a good defensive line, but they have a good running running game. Plus, they have talented wide receivers, uh, and most namely Dondre Hopkins. So that could be a place to go. I'm gonna kill this right now. Chicago Bears are four to one. San Francisco 49ers seven to one. He's not going there. He wants to win now. He's not going to win on the Bears who have to deal with Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and everybody else over there. And he's not going to win with San Francisco, who's just awful and basically in rebuilding mode. So I think you can get rid of that. What I do think is interesting is the field. When I look at the odds where Tony Romo will play in week one of the regular season, the field is at plus 190, which means the favorite right now is the field. The favorite to play anywhere that is not Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Houston, San Francisco is the favorite. Interesting spots. How about the Jets? Now, I get it. They're the Jets. But if they could pick, let's say, LSU running back Leonard Fournette with the sixth pick in the draft, now all of a sudden we got an offense with Romo and Leonard Fournette going to New York, a big place, a big media market, maybe even a big money market. Not so bad. But I really think the place to look and people are starting to talk about it is Kansas City Chiefs. Let's face it. The Chiefs are a very good team, but they're not winning the playoffs. And Alex Smith, for as good as he's been, for as good as people will say he is, he hasn't been Tony Romo. To me, it seems like he's been the weak link when they get to the playoffs. Romo can throw the ball deep, and that's going to make Tyreek Hill and Jeremy Macklin even better. And Andy Reid needs a guy like this, and he likes veteran quarterbacks. He's shown that he likes veteran quarterbacks. We get them at plus 190. I'm not going to say that Tony Romo is locked into the Chiefs. I'm sure as hell not going to say he's locked into the Jets because I think that's a long shot too. But to me, if I'm betting right now where Tony Romo will play next year, I'm going to take the field at plus 190. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. I really appreciate it. You can catch us anytime all day, every week, Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Join the fun. Become a chaser. All you have to do to have your name on this show each and every day on the Chasing Ball Game podcast is just hit me up on Twitter. Follow me at Facebook. Both places you can find me at Chasing Ball Game. Just like the latest new chasers who have followed or shared information like Nicholas Parton, Red, and Charles Monte. Welcome to the chase. Your turn is up. So let's get on board now and join the best sports betting community. We are growing and we are sharing information, and that's what it's all about. Come back on Wednesday. 
we love Wednesdays around here because on the Chasing Ball Game podcast, we don't call it Hump Day. We affectionately refer to it as Hoops Day because it's all about basketball. A huge slate of hoops. This includes college basketball. This includes March Madness. We're talking the NBA. We got a calendar crunch. We are going to be looking at the games that will be starting on Thursday and Friday, and we're going to have picks all over the place. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.